What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Symphony Podcast. Brooks Bash is joining us today to talk about just a bunch of different things, but uh, thought we'd have a little roundtable discussion with the three of us around just career transitions, life, uh, what the heck we're supposed to do with this short little precious existence that we have. And so, Brooks, I want to kick it over to you. Matthew, you're here as well, but give us a little intro on who you are, where you come from, what you believe, what you like to do. For sure, man. Thank, thanks for having me. Um, Brooks Bash is the name. I don't know if they see the video, but it does say it on my shirt. Um, <laughs> this is probably just a podcast, though, so they can't see it. Um, yeah, so I've just turned 30. I've been in the startup entrepreneurship space for my whole career, about 10 years now. I'm very passionate about sports, nutrition, fitness, wellness, adventure, just kind of anything outside and exploring. Um is where I thrive, I'd like to say. And I think I do. Um, yeah, I think um, I'm right now in the middle of uh, a chapter of my life where I think society and things are set up in a way where like everyone kind of seems like they know what they're supposed to be doing. And in reality, nobody, not, not true. In reality, a lot of us have no idea what they're doing. And it's so easy to follow your passions or do what you, you know, gets you, get you excited. And it's so easy to say that and know that, but then also actually like do it and turn it into like a thing that you can pay bills with that are like two very separate things. Um, so yeah, I'm right in the middle of trying to like a figure that out and through that, I mean, I've been on that journey for probably a few years now. I've had some pretty like terrible, Uh, controlling and manipulative bosses that I was trapped under their spell for a while and so through a lot of coaching and reflecting and a lot of just self-work was able to realize that break away from that and now I'm kind of in this uh, floating free fall of what the hell am I doing (laughs) so um, heck yeah yeah which I think yeah. I'm sorry, go for it. No, dude, I just want to quickly say that it's awesome. I love that you're willing to jump on a podcast in a career transition because we hear so many people who are like, yeah, I went through the career transition. I mean, dude, I'm in the same position right now. I'm not in the transition, but I know it's coming. You know, it's always coming for all of us. So <clears> I'm resonating so much with what you say, and I'm going to give you back the mic because I just cut you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no worries, dude. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's like whether it's someone writing a book or whether it's someone – and on another podcast, just anywhere, like you always see the like, yes, we did it. We're thriving. We're achieving it. And it's like, that's awesome. And it's cool to like aspire to do that. But also like I, my wife showed me a quote this morning. It was like, like write the book you wish you had. And it's like, yeah, like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I'm sure there's a lot of other people out there that are going through the same thing. So, um, yeah, I've been trying to produce some content around just me being vulnerable and showing that like, I don't have it figured out. I don't know what's going on and that's okay. And that's kind of part of the journey. It is interesting. And I feel like this is such an important conversation to be having too, just because you're right. Like, I feel like the way that society portrays things is like, it's almost like a goal for people to portray this aura of like, oh, I have everything figured out. I'm doing, you know, I'm, I'm cranking, I'm producing this super high quality work. Like, I don't have any questions, like all this stuff. Like, that seems to be, like, the, the quote-unquote goal for what you aspire to be. Whereas the reality is, is when you start to talk to people, everyone is just kind of guessing, and everybody is just kind of figuring it out. So, like, when you 
when you come to conversations from that place, it allows you to actually talk about what you're genuinely interested in and curious about. And it's like, yeah, okay, I, I am in this place right now. I don't really know what I'm doing, but these are the things that I'm curious about. I'm interested in these different avenues because then it allows people to have like a generative conversation about what's possible and it opens up gateways for like collaboration instead of doing what I feel like oftentimes happens when people give off that facade of like of like oh we have everything figured out it almost like a it intimidates other people from asking them things because they feel like it's a stupid question and b it probably inhibits that person from asking questions themselves because they've convinced themselves that they're at like the top of their game and there's no you know like there's no other aspiration that's included in whatever they're whatever they're trying to do so I feel like I mean we talk about that a lot on this podcast of just like the beginner's mindset and being able to humble yourself to this place of curiosity and questioning so um yeah I don't know I think this is a really cool conversation to be having and I feel like if we normalize this style of conversation, uh, we'd probably actually see a lot more progressive growth from collect collections of people. Uh, yeah, well absolutely. said. Yeah, I think that's how, I mean, Matt, you and I started working together is we were just like generally curious to learn what we were, each other were up to. We like met for coffee like went and started surfing and then all of a sudden it was like hey i'm super in the health and nutrition too and you're like oh wow me too no way what are you working on oh i'm working on this it was just like kind of feeding off like each other like you said because we were in that position of like curiosity and just like in the yeah just wanting to learn and just more learn and generally curious what the other was up to and and not like you said like oh yeah i just you know IPO'd my company or I just right. did, you know, like well, we were right, trying to show off. It was just like. Exactly. And imagine like that conversation when we met up for coffee, uh, what is that, like two years ago at this point? Yeah. Like if the way, I feel like the way that I presented what we were working on allowed that entry point for you to be like, oh, like I could be involved in this, you know, instead of, instead of hearing somebody talk about like oh, I just IPO'd my company and now we have this like thriving business going on, blah, blah, blah. You'd kind of just be like, oh, that's great for that person. But like, there's no real like opportunity or invitation for me to kind of like collaborate on this just because it feels very closed off. Whereas I feel like this open curiosity and like honesty allows access points for other people to get involved. And I feel like that's exactly kind of what happened with, with us. And now it's been two awesome years of you like being a core member of the the founding team of Verete and uh and yeah I mean we've just been kind of been all all three of us honestly have been learning throughout this process together and it's it's really it's really fun and I feel like there's not very much ego within our core team which I think helps us in a lot of different ways um yeah what how what was it like working under manipulative shitty bosses because um you know i'd love to hear a little bit more about that and how you like what you learned from that and uh, yeah. how you got out of there yeah <clears throat> there's like different phases for sure there's the first phase of like oh my gosh i can't believe that this you know super successful entrepreneur you know xyz has made this much money in his life i can't believe he's letting me work for him like i'll do anything so it was like I started as a driver and then I was like assistant and like literally just like whatever this guy would say, I would just jump, you know, and it was just like so excited to feel like 
Because then it almost feels like you're in the grind. You're like, yeah, this is what I'm supposed to be doing. Go, go, yeah. go, go. And it's like he calls you at 930. You want to pay your dues. Yeah, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. So it's 930 at night. You're like, yeah, whatever. I'll do it. To answer a phone call. I'll, I'll get that out real quick. I'll do whatever it takes. And so it's kind of in that phase of then. And that was probably for like, I mean, two, two plus three years of that. And just like wasn't getting any recognition, wasn't getting any raises. It was just staying the same. Just fine. It was like you said, just earning the dues and just kind of making it happen. Um, and then it kind of enters into this phase of, okay, like what's what's next, right? So then it turns into the conversation of, uh, yeah, what's more? I want. I'm eager to keep learning. Um, I always wasn't really so much money for me. It was more of like I want to keep growing. I don't want to sit still. I don't want to feel like. Like I'm not continuing to grow. So when those moments of stillness would happen, that's where I started to get a little anxious. And and look, he was really good of like, he would always have a side project or another business that he was starting or this. And so he would like, you know, okay, now you can help me with not just my one business, but now one and two. So then I'd be like, okay, great. And then, so then I'd start back over and then it would be like hit the plateau again and then it'd be like okay we're doing this other business now but okay great so then it's like now three so it's like but then of course none of them really ever went anywhere and none of them really succeeded and it was just always the constant uh just like running on a treadmill not going anywhere you know feeling um and the promises of when this happens here then you'll get this and all we need to do is get this one deal through and you know X will happen, just kind of on and on and on, and the equity here and this there, and it was just like constantly a trap of just like, I mean the the quicksand analogy is perfect because it's like well I've and then it, I've been here for now six, six years and put in six years of effort, so like why would I leave and waste all of that you know when I could just wait out another year and you know X will happen. <laughs> it was the yeah. the trap that's like an abuse cycle too. I mean, that's like what you hear about with abusive relationships or parents. It's like show a little bit of love to like keep that spark alive, but then like neglect basically for months or however long. And then it's like, Oh, one more flash of love that gives you that, that bit of hope. And then it's like gone all over again. And so, um, but I'd be curious, like what, what do you think sparked? Cause I feel like this, this bigger transition for you is pretty recent in that decision to really kind of make a jump was fairly recent so i'd be curious to hear like what was the what was the crucial turning point or like the last straw that kind of made you be like all right it's time to it's time to do my thing um good question let me think for a second (laughs) (laughs) i mean that one that there was so many breadcrumbs with that one of like, and obviously now out of it, I look back and you're like, holy shit, like I should have done that years ago. And so there were some pretty big, like key pivotal moments that happened that just like kind of came to a moment where it was just like, I got to go. And so, um, that I would say I just got married too. And so that kind of timed up right around where I left that one controlling job of like, look, I need to really start to like think about my family, not just me anymore. And this isn't working. And so I do credit my wife for like constantly being the, um, I mean, she, she's the leader. I'm just the follower. So she, she was telling me to quit that job for five, five of the seven years. So I finally listened. Um, 
but yeah and so then it was like from that job I jumped to just whatever I could do to get away from that job and that seemed like another flashy cool opportunity turned into like somewhat of a like bipolar boss situation which just didn't work out either um so then like jump from that to that and then jump to the next opportunity and just I found myself sticking to these same patterns of like going to something that looks shiny and like these like almost like these quick payouts of like okay you can get in here and earn this type of money this quick and I was drawn to that because I I feel, I feel like I felt like I was behind and I had to catch up where I had a lot of friends who were making really good money and you know doing the whole all the things that come with money and I couldn't really ever keep up with that and so I was constantly looking for these like okay get in here and you know help this company raise money and get a big payday okay I can get in here and do this and so it's constantly on this cycle of honestly a quick paycheck big paycheck is what I was looking for and so finally um, about two weeks ago one of the gigs I was with laid me off because of budget cuts and whatever reasons but finally I was just like this is not working like it like really struck me of like these are things I don't really want to be doing and they're not working so like <laughs> what am I doing um so yeah that really sparked uh, the idea and once again it was my wife in the background always talking about to me about this and really encouraging me to really step into my own story and courage and share it and go from there so I don't that kind of was a long-winded response of what really well said though man and uh, appreciate you yeah sharing that I uh, one of the things I'll ask you about that I I am constantly thinking about Matthew and I talk about all the time is you hear just follow your passions once you find the thing that you want to do do that thing a hundred percent right but what I've found in my life is that I start one thing and I have natural curiosity and passion that I bring to whatever I do so I'm I am passionate about it but then after a bit I find that <clears throat> You know, maybe it's not the end-all be-all and I want to branch out in a different direction or I want to create more of a patchwork of activities. That's one of the things that I'm drawn to entrepreneurship about because you can basically, you can create your own job description in a way that you can't if you're following a carved out rutted path. Mm -hmm. um, so knowing that you're going into this next stage, starting to create more content, obviously you've done a ton of deep self-reflection to get to the point where you're at how do you start to think about like bringing together different passions and I know you're a very logical guy too clearly you're thinking about the financial real like the realities of the financial side as well and I mean all of us uh you know in our later 20s you turn in 30 like we're thinking you know can we save start to save money are we going to have kids and a family and what it, what's involved with that um talk to me about how you're just starting to like bring it together and and think about it even though I know you won't necessarily have it figured out none of us do today you know what I'm saying mm -hmm. yeah man I wish I had the answer to that but I I'm right in the thick of like kind of in the process of freaking out slash just like following my intuition and trying to see where it takes me so like I think yeah I, I would love to get why, on here. Why are you creating the content? What what drew you into start creating the content because I find that to be one of the big differences between Whereas previously you were jumping, looking for something maybe you described as flashy or exciting, mm -hmm. and now you found that doesn't work. So what what is it about telling your story that that you know what what drew you into that or yeah, triggered that for sure? I think when 
I get, I mean, and I'm like, in my head is, I'm like my biggest enemy of self-doubt and like constantly putting myself down and like, I'm my, like my biggest roadblock is me for sure. And so I feel like sometimes people, you're in your life and you think like, this is just my life and it's not worth sharing or it's not, you know, it's, it's not, I don't know. It's not, it's not as cool as you think it is. And I definitely am living that and thinking that. And so I would start to, for whatever reason, I started being more active on Instagram and like doing just stories and stuff like that. And the feedback I would get was like pretty remarkable of like people kind of excited or like really encouraging or like almost being like, wow, like how, how did you do that? Or like, that's really crazy. And it kind of opened up a reflection of like, wow, like I do do some pretty like radical things that like normal people wouldn't really ever dream or think of doing. And whether that be through like fitness or wellness or uh, those are kind of my two like strong points um, of like constantly pushing and challenging myself. So then it kind of thought me thinking like, wow, like this is worth sharing. And maybe this through my story of pushing myself through these feats or these, you know, fitness or wellness challenges or uh, along with this, like, I don't know what I'm doing. I'm figuring it out. And like a lot of people are in the same boat. It kind of morphed into a way uh, the first video <laughs> yeah the I videos love it, are really dude. well done too I've been enjoying watching and following along um, and then also just I'm excited I feel like the way that we're that we are and that we will continue to build a rete is to just I mean you already you already talked about it like health and wellness and like physical and mental performance are definitely definite curiosities of yours and that's kind of like what we stand for within everything that we do in the Arete business. So it's like, I almost see Arete as a platform for all of us to be creating these, these titles and these job descriptions for ourselves that are just, that are basically aligned with the things that we like to do anyway. And so it's just kind of like a, a platform for you to be able to be yourself and through being yourself create a job description for yourself and I think that's reflected in in the content that you're kind of already making um but then another thing that I wanted to bring up too was that and we've talked about this on the show before too about just like doing things that are slightly outside of your comfort zone or things that scare you a little bit and I know that you recently went to an improv class and that's something that I feel like a lot of people would just like shit their pants and be so <laughs> afraid to get up there and participate in something like that. So I want to hear about the thought process leading up to that of like what, uh, like was that an uncomfortable thing for you to step into and just kind of like why, why you wanted to do it in the first place and then also how, how it went. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah, I was extremely uncomfortable. I'm like a very introvert, <laughs> introverted person and that's like the opposite of being introverted. But yeah, I think part of this is leaning into things that I'm passionate about, so health and wellness, but then also really exploring um, things I haven't ever tried before. And like, just to like pull back the story before I answer that question, um, was doing some journaling and kind of came to this thought and conclusion of like my childhood was like a, was pretty different and I was raised in a, a military household and so I lived in like 15 different states before I was 19 years old so like we were constantly moving like every year year and a half it was pick up move start over pick up move start over pick up move start over so it wasn't quite a normal childhood and so uh, I was drawn to sports because sports was like a quick and easy way to like make friends and um 
that was kind of the recipe. And so I was reflecting of like, I didn't really explore a whole lot outside of sports growing up. And it was really just stick to sports, you make friends. Okay, that was the recipe. Um, and there was obviously I was introverted and shy. So that was a whole layer of um, anxiety and other uh, issues to go along with it. That aside, I didn't really ever, you know, go to drama camp or didn't really explore. As a kid, you can really explore a lot of different things and really know like, oh, I like this. I don't like this. Oh, this is something to keep going or this isn't something to do. So by the time I got to college, I didn't really have that. So um, I kind of just stuck to what I knew and that was sports, um, which I still love, but it just really didn't really give me a chance to really explore a lot of else. And so, yeah, I, I was, I'd signed up for the improv class. I think that's why is like, I never really have explored acting or arts or anything along that um, side of things. And so just thought it would be a good exercise to a, like bring me out of my shell really like for, for if it's improv, if it's acting or if it's just business or life like being able to like think really quick on your feet is a very valuable skill um and then the third point which i didn't really realize until i started going to classes but like just having just like the utmost confidence in everything you do um so for improv if we were doing some exercises where you had to get up and just say like absolute gibberish but you had to say it as if like you were like uh like a the, with conviction the, yeah well, like i think you were we, the, the exercise was like you were a marketing agency pitching airlines like their their taglines and you just had to say something made up and it was <laughs> but you had to say it with just the most proud proud full convention conviction you could and it was very hard but then by the end you're like wow if you can say anything with confidence like you're good like people will just believe you and and then you'll believe you believe yourself um so that was kind of what led me to it um it was a it is still going it's a very challenging and very nerve-wracking but also like extremely fun and like I don't I haven't really felt that like energetic and buzzed and like forever so <laughs> yeah it's been a really a uh, really cool experience I recommend everyone in the world should at least take like an intro class because it would just help everybody dude real quick can you say welcome to the symphony podcast harmony for life with some conviction oh, <laughs> Welcome to the Symphony Podcast. Harmony for life. Wow. Love it. Love it. We can put that in our little, you know, put a little intro together. So there you go. Perfect. Love it. No, I... uh, I, Thanks, that's good. You can sign off now. (laughs) I love the mindset to, like, put yourself in an uncomfortable situation. Um, And before we go too far on, like, I do want to talk more about that, but... um, I don't think your, I do think your childhood was extremely unique because you moved 15 times. Uh, I can't even imagine how hard it is to like find roots when you literally can't plant them. Uh, sounds like, yeah. And the way that you talk about sports, I think a lot of guys lean into sports in that same way where it's a, it's a place where you can thrive regardless of whatever, you know, regardless of how you look or whatever things you might be insecure about. But I also think there's an element of like just general social pressure to find out what you want to do with your life at such a young age. I remember being 16, 17 years old 
and I would be like working out at the Bellevue Club or I would be in high school, literally. People are asking, uh, what do you want to do? Where do you want to go to college? What do you want to study? Instead of asking like, what are you passionate about? And where are the people making money, creating and innovating in that space? And how can you move in that direction? And uh, yeah, I basically wasn't aware that you could follow your passion professionally until I was 23 years old. And that's like not really, I mean, it's really not my fault. This is the cultural narrative that was just blasted at me everywhere, including from my loving parents, supportive and loving parents who just want the best for me, even Mm -hmm. still to this day when I tell my mom that, hey, you know, I know that there's a huge new chapter in my life coming here that's going to involve taking risk, really putting myself out there. And I'm trying to get ready to embrace that. And my mom's like, well, Kyle, like there's a recession coming and like all this stuff. And I'm like, mom. I hear you, but I need you to just have a more like a less of a scarcity mindset and be more like, let's fucking go, you know, because this life is so short. And at the end, like Steve Jobs said it best. There's a quote where he says, like, you're already naked. You might as well just, you know, you have nothing to lose, essentially. So, dude, uh, you talking about this, too, reminds me of the very first time we ever connected to run a podcast. I, I talked about that quote that I still don't even remember where it's from, but that the hero and the coward feel the same things. And it's like about how you respond to those feelings that makes the ultimate difference. And I feel like this is a, a perfect like example of a time to bring up something like that. It's like, are you like, will you let those feelings of insecurity, self doubt, um, just you know, worry about how things will play out, stop you from attempting the things that you really want to do, or do you quiet those voices and just still go for it anyway? And because even if you even if you just still go for it, you end up learning something like that's inevitable and that is also valuable whereas if you just if you only sit back and worry and decide not to do something the only thing you're left with is definitely the regret of not trying something which is in my mind way worse to live with than than having tried and gained something along the path of just like attempting it yeah if you go for it we get in our own way so much man Yeah. yeah go ahead brooks i was gonna say if you go for it and it works great you learn something. If you go for it and it doesn't, great. You learn something. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it's not going to work. You know, yeah. we're, we're so young. Like it's nine times out of 10 small businesses fail, you know? So like, and, or if you, like, it's going to take as Matthew can speak on and has, like, it takes a lot of effort over a long period of time. There is no like start a company, get venture capital funding, raise 50 million, turn it into 150 million in two years and just cash out. That doesn't exist. But then once you take the step, like, and start doing something and take that risk, like, it doesn't ever feel like it's a failure. It just feels like it's another piece of that journey that you kind of decided to set out on, if that makes sense. I don't know. And then it just becomes easier to kind of continue to make that decision of taking the road less traveled or, like, the riskier route or whatever once you just get yourself to do it in the first place. Like, I even remember when Roddy and I were talking about starting Shreddables, like the analogy that he used was that you just have to jump into the pool. Like you can spend all this time like up on the diving board, like looking and being nervous and, and like wondering if you have the skills or the capabilities to do what you're wanting to do or you just fucking jump and you learn everything that you're going to need to know in the action of just taking that leap and move, moving forward and then you know, you reassess once you take that first step and then you just like keep moving forward. So, um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I love it. But also, Brooks, so are you on day four now of the of posting the reel on Instagram? Yeah, today's day five. Day five. Wow. Yes. Is, is it a 30-day plan? I don't I think I don't. The goal is to do it for a month and, and then reevaluate. So sure, 30, nice. 30 days. <laughs> do you have like a do you have a full schedule or are you just kind of winging it day by day? Uh, so far it's been winging today. I, this morning I did a bunch of kind of planning and, and scripting out. And so that has a little bit more legs to it, but yeah, just kind of figuring it out as we go. I love it. It's cool. Cause yeah, it's not really like, like I'm at, yeah. I didn't do it to like, uh, create this, like it's actually stuff I'm doing. So it's not like I'm just like doing it to make a TikTok following or whatever. It's just like I'm actually doing these things. So it's just like as I do things and learn and have things to share, that's kind of what it will become. And that's kind of how it started. I was like reflecting of like what I was doing each day. Um, and when I was laid off from my job, I was like leaning really heavy into fitness and these different outlets that I have. And then I was like, wow, this is something that I could share and um, my passion with people and see if it sticks. So that's kind of how it started of the idea of just like sharing what I'm up to and how I'm uh, using these things to overcome my, my stuckness. Um, and then that's kind of why we're here. <laughs> yeah. What I, I resonated okay. so much with that. Just the concept of getting unstuck and feeling like you need to be catching up. Like I feel that those two concepts for me resonated so much. And, um, that was kind of like what the core of this conversation has been is like, how do you battle those pressures? Like knowing at the end of the day, like, I mean, dude, I'm, you know, I'm turning 28 soon and I'm like trying to constantly like, not constantly, but every year, you know, you start to get into your upper twenties. You're now 30, like looking back, uh, I don't know. There's just the more time passes, the more precious time is. And so your decisions on how you spend that time matter so much. And we can start to get super freaked the fuck out about how we spend mm -hmm. that time. Like I get in my own head about like, dude, am I, dude, I'll literally get in my own head about, should I spend 30 minutes here, 30 minutes there? I'm trying desperately. Uh, actually, I don't like to say I'm trying desperately. I'm trying to get let, let it flow more into a life where I operate at a high level, but I'm not ever like stressed about it. And so how are you, Brooks, like, you know, keeping yourself in a positive mindset? I don't know if this is a good question to ask, but that was just like two things that I uh, was thinking about in terms of like the pressures we face as like people or, you know, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I think it's Fuck it. a lot of it's about perspective and like, trust me, like I'm on day four and like two of the four days I've been like extremely anxious and very stressed and like didn't want to post and like this is stupid and like keep deleted stuff. Like, so it's like, <laughs> it's definitely there and it's definitely not just like the finished product. Um, so that's point one. And then two, it's just all about perspective of like, you can look at things that have happened in your past of like, man, this, this sucked. I, I had to go through this. Um, for example, moving a lot. And I, I used to look at it as like, that's, that's why I can't keep a job because I'm so used to change. And I, that's why I bounce around so much from this job to that job. And like, I was kind of looking at it through that lens of like, what was me? And I, I'm a, I'm an outcome of my past where, um, 
and I've done, I've gone to a lot of like conferences and um, I've worked with like a coach that really, and I suggest everyone do some sort of that where it's like, you really just can talk through stuff. And um, I mean, look, every like great athlete has a coach that helps them get to where they want to go. And so like as a person, you want to get places too. like, you need a coach to help guide you to those places. Um, so that's just a side tangent. But through all that work, it really helped me change my perspective of like, look, I did go through these things and that has made me who I am today so that I can jump into new situations. And instead of, you know, out of a, a bad angle, but it's out of a positive angle of like, I can be really um, new, good in new situations. I can meet people really easy and really connect with them. Um, it's made me extremely loyal. Like I, the relationships I do have, I value so much because, you know, I just didn't used to have them. So now having them, um, they're so much stronger and so much more impactful than just like a, a casual friend that you text, you know, every once every other month. Um, so I think it's all about perspective just to answer your question of, and like this construct of time and making it this much money by this much time and having a house and have, it's like, it's all bullshit. It's all made up. And it's, um, I think once you can be free of that, it just frees everything. Um, I just turned 30. I like physically never felt stronger. I just got married. I've like never been like happier and more like connected to somebody. Um, and so, Another final piece too is like, I was actually talking to my dad, which is hilarious because I, you know, never would have thought to have like a chat with my dad like this because he's military, very, um, dad, if you're listening, I love you. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Just like very, you know, by the book and like, I don't even know how to say it, but just like traditional route. And so I was saying, dad, I don't feel very successful. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, I don't know. I just like, I've never been able to fix my career and blah, blah, blah. And he's like, yeah, Brooksy, that's like one out of like 10 different like things to measure. It's like, okay, career, you're working on it. You have experience. Like, that's great. But like, you just got married to your best friend. Like you had an incredible wedding where all your friends and family were there. Like you have this friend group of like really good intentional friends. You are healthy, you're like happy, you have a roof over your, like there's so many other factors where I think career can quickly go to the top and that's the easiest to measure. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just looking at the full picture of like, okay, so yeah, this one part is something I need to work on, but how blessed am I to have, you know, all these other ones under control and um, yeah. And so maybe it's like, I've used my last 10 years to really focus on my relationship with my wife and like, if that's all I got out of it, then that's like an amazing thing that I got out of it. Um, and I can work on career the next, you know, 60 years. Yeah. That's a great perspective. (laughs) A really, really well said. And I think it's so true too. I mean, comparison is the thief of joy. Right. And so, and it's just never a clear picture, like exactly what you're talking about. It's like, if you feel behind because you're looking at your buddy who's working a finance job and he's working 80, 80 to 100 hours a week, but he's taking home like a million dollars a year and you're sitting there like, oh my God, he's so much further ahead than me. But it's like, in what, in what? It's like, you don't know. Like it, all you can, all, all you can think about is yourself and like exactly what you said, the other things you have going on in your life and like the balanced approach to what a fulfilled life looks like. And that definitely does not only include career and the amount of money that's in your bank account. So I think that's a really important point to take away. Um, One question I have is just because I know 
from experience and just from like kind of watching you go through this whole process recently, it takes a lot of uh, self-reflection and just like deep thinking and kind of strategizing and uh, uh, observations of patterns within your life and, and forward looking to what you want for your life, which all of that requires a ton of thinking and introspection. And so my question is, when do you feel like your thoughts, when do you think you do your best thinking, I guess is, is the question. Like when do you feel like you, like what are the activities that bring you the most clarity of mind and like how do you create time for those within your day-to-day life? Yeah, for sure. I think for me it's definitely like movement. So um, if I'm out on a run, like I rarely will listen to music. I'm just, con- or that's not true. I actually will listen to podcasts while I run, but then not actually even listen to the podcasts for whatever reason. Like that's when I like get thinking the most, um, which is super random. Just have it on in the background. Um, that's always a huge one for me. It almost turned this the repetition of, of running. Um, it is very meditative to me and you, you have to focus on right in front of you and you can't really be getting um, too far ahead of yourself. Um, swimming I went swimming yesterday and like had to get out of the pool like three different times to like write something down because I was like that's a great idea <laughs> um, that's probably even better than running because that's just like you're so zoned out you can't hear anything you're like something that where you're like challenging yourself enough whether it's like breathing with swimming or surfing where you have to really focus on on something so that your mind can get lost in just thinking, I think is, is the best recipe for me. I love it. We talk often about creating space to create, like a lot of the creative process. Matthew, didn't you just uh, mention Stephen Pressfield or we were talking about it, the art of the war of art? Yes. The concept is that like art is a war and to create it like, it's a battle essentially. And a lot of that battle for myself and for many others is just getting into the position where you can do the thing itself. And uh, yeah, that's, that's been a constant challenge. I know we were talking about that like six months ago, like creating the space to create. So like if you, like for this podcast, if we want to have interesting ideas and be prepared, like you just have to take the time to, to do that. And if, you, if you're disciplined about that, it, it just translates directly to a better episode. Uh, you have to go out and experience things. So, yeah, I, I think um, I would encourage you, dude, just to keep writing those ideas down because <laughs> your brain is probably like, you know, you're you're basically like going to allow your brain to like open up in ways that maybe it was constrained before with a lot of time and well, attention going. And I feel like a lot of people going through a period of time like this would have a lot of guilt around doing the things that are probably the best things that they should be doing for themselves because they feel like they should be behind a computer, quote unquote, working, like figuring out what the next step is. And so, whereas I think the approach that you're taking and the, like the most valuable approach in my mind is like this is the time that you really should double down on the things that you love to do, the things that spark creativity and inspiration in your mind because this is like a pivotal moment in your life of like transition and there's no better time to have like a clear and creative mind during a process than like it is at that point in your life. So it's just kind of an interesting theme of just kind of rethinking the way that we work and like kind of 
getting away from the idea that work can only be done when you're sitting behind a laptop or you're at an office or you're with your coworkers because I think there is a way to integrate like because your mind is constantly going to be working through whatever your whatever topic or whatever problem you're working through whether it's work relationship life like whatever and so it's like can you do the activities that allow you to think through those things the most clearly um and yeah ultimately I think that's probably the most productive way to work even though a lot of people would look at that and be like he's never actually even working <laughs> but yeah. yeah I don't know it's a or cool even, balance to find totally or even yourself like I was doing stuff and it was I, yeah I was feeling the same way I was like shoot I shouldn't be doing this I should be on my computer I should be doing this I should be making calls I should but in reality it's like the things I were doing it's like I would be going on a run with somebody very specific because that person you know could is like also very passionate and like could open a door here or do that so it's like it's almost like a lunch it's like a business lunch but just like you're not doing it at a, a restaurant you're doing it on a trail or on a, a different place right. so it's still just connecting with someone and if, if it doesn't lead anywhere like if it's just a great friend or connection that's also huge um, but you never know where it could go yeah, Kyle. That's you had, a, I think that's a great perspective. Yeah, you had a great take on that exact comment, like, or that exact concept a few months back, when you were you were talking about like leisure, like how do we spend our leisure time? Do you remember what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, man. I so I was just thinking about this yesterday. I've haven't really had an actual vacation since I started as a full time employee at Creative Live, but I have taken a week off here and a week off there to go work on. Like, for example, uh, Matthew introduced me to his old college roommate, David Patty, who's a filmmaker. I went down to California and filmed for a week uh, in the mountains in California. So, like, taking my leisure time and my vacation time and doing something I'm passionate about, which is backpacking, hiking, creating, filming, but uh, having it be part of my professional portfolio like being able to say i worked with them they they uh popped my imdb cherry i actually had it popped before because i worked on another documentary film but i had such a horrific experience with the director who ended up being quite literally the worst human that i've ever come in contact with personally so when you were talking about your bad boss i was like getting like trauma like ptsd over here um but yeah that's just like a thing that i always say is like if you can bring together passion and your leisure time and have it be building in a professional direction. Um, that's one of the reasons why I like to pick up the camera in the first place because I could go out to the mountains and make a film with my friends and put it on my YouTube channel and be learning skills and be telling stories and connecting with people. And the amount of doors that it has opened, even just hosting a podcast, man, mm -hmm. hosting a podcast, the, I've had 70 something adventure creators and we've done a hundred almost of these symphony podcasts. We've had a t the number of, in t like awesome conversations we've had that never would have happened had we just been like oh we have to like be always you know making money or spending our time really I don't know I just love like the I just always love doing things that bring together passion and leisure mm -hmm. so thanks for teeing me up for that one of course <laughs> yeah I think at the end of the day like we all want to like inspire and help others and so if like me documenting my journey like inspires one person to leave their dead end soul-sucking job and go follow their passion like then that's amazing and that's kind of the real reason that i'm at least sharing it outwardly what i'm doing um is just yeah. to kind of help inspire others 
and that's like a direct impact too, you know. And like we, I feel like we felt similar about that, especially as we were getting going with Symphony and we're getting like, you know, a handful of listens every single week and like maybe a few likes on Instagram. And like if you just looked at it from that perspective, you'd be like, oh, this is like this show is nothing. It like doesn't really reach anybody. But then it's just like all it took was one one person reaching out to me like a cup like once a month or whatever and being like hey I really resonated with this episode it changed the way I thought about this and then I went and did this and it's made my life better and it's like that's that's impact and that's exactly what you're doing with with what you're starting now and it's just like that like don't don't underestimate that also just like that direct impact that you can have on even if it's one person like that is a that's a big deal and I don't know. I think changing. that type of work is extremely important. Yeah. Sounds like you're getting some of that fuel right now, Brooks. And uh, <laughs> yeah, it's awesome. I, I literally still remember my friend's younger brother. I, I did a podcast, my first ever podcast. It wasn't even part of like a show. I just had a website and I wanted to do a podcast. So two of my buddies, we talked about meditation because we were like, you know, interested in it. And one of my buddy's younger brothers started a meditation practice after that listening to that episode and he reached out to me and he was like hey man this like meditation thing has been game changing for me it's helped me like taper down on my anxiety and I was like those little like breadcrumbs in your your analogy there just like that's it'll fire you up for months like it's crazy and even it's really it's uh it's a beautiful thing that's the power of storytelling like you can really shape somebody's heart or mind um yeah, man, I, that's why one of the things I love about podcasts is that you can just press record and who knows, there could be something created so beautiful just out of this conversation. There's been, you know, some some stuff like that. Yeah. So, yeah, um, you, were t- you mentioned like being creatively locked and I wrote a note to like something I want to talk about of like I was feeling very locked and like I didn't really ideas and things weren't really flowing that well. And so there's an exercise it's called the morning pages. I don't know if you all have heard of it. It's yep. from a book called The Artist's Way. And so I started that like three, mo- three months ago or so. Actually, I started a long five months ago, stopped for a few months. But basically for anyone who doesn't know what it is, it's from a book called The Artist's Way. Um, and essentially you get out a notebook and every morning you write three pages of journaling. And it's you. there's no prompts. There's nothing. It doesn't even matter what you say. Like You're not even supposed to go back and reread it. It's just like barf out whatever comes to your mind and whatever whatever it is so it's like you you could just say like i don't know what to be saying oh yeah by the way i should call this person just like whatever um and you have to fill three pages that simple exercise that like you said someone mentioned i can't remember where uh has been like life-changing like it has like opened me up in a way that like ideas will just like you hit the stream of consciousness like in the middle of a sentence and just can like fill like 10 pages of journaling and and thoughts and like strategy or whatever it may be it just like absolutely flows through you um i mean that's kind of what helped me come to the conclusion that i should quit my job of like just getting it out and instead of just keeping it locked inside of you it's just like let it go um so i mean that's helped quit the job it helped me like write my wedding vows it helped me like come up with the concept of like this channel i'm making and just it's crazy. It's crazy how many like just like bits of things that come out of it. Um, so that there is was... something so powerful about just like getting it physically into the world on paper. 
Like, I, I don't remember who said it, and I've referenced it on the show before, too, but some guy was talking about his own journaling practice and said that everything that he wrote about in his journal in his 20s came true in his 30s, and everything he wrote about in his journal in his 30s came true in his 40s. So it's like there is really something to that. It's like it almost expedites the process of manifestation when you just, like, get it out physically into the world and onto paper. And it just allows you to kind of track how your brain is moving through these different thoughts and just even thinking about the circumstances of your own life. And it allows you to see that and then keep kind of track of it, not only just in your head, but on a physical piece of paper, which allows you to think through things and plan out your next step a lot better instead of yeah. just trying to keep it all up in your head just because it gets jumbled and it's like it's hard to keep track of like what's actually going on up there because it's always cluttered with like a thousand other different fleeting thoughts whereas like it's kind of that process of like selecting the thoughts that that should go onto that notebook instead of just always trying to find the important ones in the sea of like constantly changing fleeting thoughts that are like you know all over the place as yeah. well so that's cool For, yeah I'm a, and then the, it, yeah. that kind of goes right into the next thing that I was going to say of like I the, actually writing down your goals is like so important like I've for 10 years of my career I've like I felt like I wasn't achieving things or doing things and my coach was like well yeah well like but what are your goals and I'm like well, uh, uh, I don't know like make money like so it's like how on earth could you like compare what you're doing to what you're trying to achieve if you don't set what you're trying to achieve like if you're going to run a marathon like the goal is run a marathon so you train and do stuff to lead up to that marathon you did it you completed your goal great if you're just working if you're just doing stuff to do stuff it's like how could you possibly know if you're going to hit what you're trying to do um to let you you know know that you've been successful and you've accomplished what you're out to do so actually sitting down and actually putting out your goals of like this is what i want to do like whatever maybe for me it's like i want to have a career and lifestyle where i can like be around my kids as much as i can um and that's like my probably number one goal and yeah so it's like okay now that's the goal great what i need to work backwards so okay then i need to have a job that i can you know to kind of do from anywhere i can don't have to be in an office don't have to travel a lot okay great definitely need someone to have a kid with okay wife okay great worked on that so it's like, it's all these different pieces that lead up to the goal where if I didn't have that goal, then what am I doing, you know? So I think that's been a huge, huge help, at least mentally to know if I'm at least, whether or not be succeeding, but like getting closer to what I was out to do um, was actually just setting what that goal was. And there can be like the month goal, like today's July one, um, I set like goals for the month of July, easy, not easy, but like <laughs> short-term goals but then those grow into larger and larger goals. So that's like a huge thing that I've kind of been working through of really setting those out and um, setting out paper, like you said. Yeah, I'm big on trajectory too. And I think having those goals allows you to have a more clear idea of what that looks like, just because you kind of talked about it too, like working backwards. Once you have the big goal, you can kind of determine the different activities that fall under that. And like, what are the activities that can push you in the direction of what that eventual goal is? 
because then it's like if you if you have a day where you're feeling you know super unmotivated or you don't really like know how you should move forward you can just like pull one of those activities and just like whether it might be just like a, it might be fitness it might just be okay I need to I, I know that I need to take care of myself and my body so that I can be the most level-headed thinking towards you know my my goals for this year or whatever and so it's just I don't know, and then it allows you to take inventory of your day-to-day activities, and it's like, okay, yeah, maybe I wasn't, maybe I didn't hit all of my single goals for this day, but at least I did something to like continue the forward momentum toward this eventual goal that I'm working towards. So I don't know, I'm all for it. I think having stuff down on paper helps keep you accountable, but also just somehow makes it easier to get it done. I don't know, like I, I find even the the night before, if I write out what I need to do the next day. I end up getting it done before like 10 a.m. And then I'm like, whoa, I have the whole... Whereas if I don't, and I'm just kind of like, oh, what do I have to do today? Like, I guess I could do a little bit of this, a little bit of that. I end up doing like a little bit of a lot of different things, which basically equates to nothing. So I don't know. There's really (laughs) there's really something to that. Yeah, that's totally the skill that I'm really trying to hone in on is being able to always be doing the thing that's moving the needle the most. Like it's, it's very easy to just get into like the task that is repetitive and feels good. You know how to do it and kind of like put off the like thing that, uh, that's going to be a little painful. Oh, I got to send that email. That's going to require some thought or whatever. Jump in, do that thing that sucks first. And then when one of the things that's been big on lock for me is just aligning how, like where my brain state is at with the actions that I'm doing. And so then I have later time in the day when I can do the plug and chug stuff. So not like burning all my creative, positive, you know, energy on stuff that's not necessarily moving, moving the ball that much. Yeah. I love it. Well, I got to jump on another call here. Uh, and we're going to walk through some Asana project workflow stuff, Matthew, with, uh, (laughs) with my, uh, editor Janice on the, so yeah, it should be fun. Um, Brooks again, Dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. For sure. Definitely, this is not the not the last, and uh, this is the first time you've had a podcast. You're very well spoken, dude. <laughs> I just uh, I love hearing your story, man, and yeah. looking forward to more content. Where can we get connected to you? What's your uh, you're on? So you say you're on TikTok, dude, putting your info in China and selling <laughs> your soul to the CCP. That's no, right. <laughs> yeah, baby, I'm, I'm an open book. I want I want I want everyone I to learn from me, you know. So, I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I'm on. But tic- you're on Instagram and TikTok. TikTok. Yeah, at Brooks Bash for both of them. And yeah, just like no one, everyone seems like they got it figured out. No one's got it figured out. Um, and just everyone, if you're in a position of doing what we're doing, like we're very blessed. We're healthy. We have like a lot of things that a lot of people don't have. So at the end of the day, just gratitude is the best, and help as many people as you can is the recipe. Amen. All right, Matthew, you got any final words? Just echoing everything that's already been said. And thank you, Brooks, for coming on the show. This was was a fun conversation. Yeah, of course. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. And um, I just stepped on your toes there, Brooks. But uh, thank you for coming on the show. And if you want to support the podcast, you can do that by going to areteadaptogens.com. Promo code SYMPHONY will get you a little 20% off at checkout. Try out some of the products that uh, we you know live and breathe and uh have improved our lives root strength Strumi, to be uh and there's some more stuff coming soon so all right peace See you. peace